Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's time to play! Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. All right, it's Dr. Roto. Got, get out the insurance card. Got the copay. The office is open, my friend. Adam Ronis, NBA, Game 3. We don't even know who's playing tonight yet. Yeah, we know Kevin Durant is out. Uh, the big key is going to be Clay Thompson. Is he going to be able to play? And even if he does, how effective will he be? So uh, definitely makes it an interesting game. It's already 1-1. They go back to Golden State. So looking forward to it. And Looney's out, right? So you got no Durant, no Looney. you got Clay questionable. And what do you think? Is Iguodala, I don't think he's fully healthy either. He's playing. Uh, you know, uh, he, he'll be out there. Definitely didn't look 100%, but he was able to get through the game. So it's had a couple days to go through treatment. So he'll be out there. You don't think Steph has really not had a great series yet? I mean, do you think, was he sick that other night? I mean, the, yeah, you know, he, yeah that was, he was definitely sick. Uh, was it game one? For sure. So something wasn't right. Uh, and, you know, he's never won finals MVP. So this is an opportunity for him to do that if he can really go off uh but they, if Clay Thompson's not in there, I, then you got to double Steph. You know, they played a box and one against them the other night. So I think you could see that again if Clay's out. You might even see it just to see if Clay can be effective early. So there's definitely a lot of intriguing things here. And DeMarcus Cousins obviously had a huge game, too. They're going to need that again. And I think it's a little surprising that he's actually back in this series and that he was effective as he was in game two. Remember, he's playing for big money. So if he can finish this series strong... It's definitely going to add some money to his contract for the upcoming year. Do you think Durant comes back for game four? Uh, man, I have no idea. I just if you were know. betting on it, let's say we were betting on it right now, how would you bet? Uh, I would say no. Mm, it's crazy. You, I think you might be right. I, originally, I know they were planning on it, but he's still not clear for practice. So uh, I don't know. I, th- I think there's a good chance that he's not back. So we'll have because to. Because game five is friday right so they only have one day so if he doesn't do anything tomorrow he's not going to play that's true all right let's turn a, a quick attention to uh the ff champs two quarterback fantasy football league you just took a couple of picks ronis round 11 and 12 you started round 12 so uh you took uh Nikhil harry and josh rosen interesting about harry as we see here that he's already uh playing with the starters And I expect him to. I know there's always that risk with a rookie, especially since the New England offense is difficult to learn. But you look at what has happened to this team, and he's going to get every opportunity to start. Big body. Also, you know, red zone options. No Gronk. Uh, They don't have a tight end either. You know, Edelman, sure, he's going to catch a ton of passes, but he's not a huge red zone threat. We know that they're going to be a running team. I think they're going to run a lot. But I think there's a big opportunity here for Harry. Uh, I think there's some upside here. So that's why I decided to go. I thought about it. There's definitely a little risk there. But, you know, my fourth wide receiver, uh, I think there's some potential for him in this offense to put up good numbers this year. 
this was a very interesting round. Round 11 to me starts, uh, and I, I know we could argue other picks, but from Chris Herndon to James Washington to Curtis Samuel to Kiki Kuti to my guy Dante Foreman, who I told you I liked in the beginning of the last round, right? Yeah. Uh, to Marvin Jones to Royce Freeman to Nikhil Harry. A lot of guys with a lot of potential here, but that, that people are getting really late, you know, in the mid rounds of this draft. But these guys could be game changers. Yeah, there's actually a lot of guys in this round I like. Uh, even Didi Westbrook, I think, is a good pick. Uh, Curtis Samuel, for sure. I mean, we saw Samuel really have some big games down the stretch. And is it uh, 1.5 points per carry in this league for a wide receiver? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he had eight attempts last year, which is still more than most wide receivers, and maybe they manufactured some more touches for him. But, you know, he had a couple five, six, seven uh, reception games down the stretch. So definitely like that pick. He would have been someone I probably would have taken if he lasted. Love the Kiki QT pick. I mean, I know health is a an issue for him, but, man, when he was on the field last year, he oh, was getting the football, man. Phenomenal. I, like, I was definitely, if he made it to me, that, that's who I wanted. Um, but what do you think about him with Fuller and Hopkins at the same time on the field? Uh, I think he can still get it done. Uh, they don't really use the tight end much. Uh, you know, the running backs, still Lamar Miller uh, is there. Uh, I, I think there's enough for him. I think we saw it. Uh, I know Fuller missed some of those games, but uh, you know, they were getting, he had 41 targets in what? Five games? Six games? I mean, they're going to get him the football, I think. So. Oh, my God. Yeah, they, they're going to feed him. Because, I mean, look, he is that perfect slot guy. And he is so twitchy. You know, I look at him like Tyreek Hill. He's twitchy fast. And, and I don't think we saw it at certain points last year because the hamstring injury. He was dealing with a hamstring injury all the beginning of the last year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's one of the risks of him is the injuries. But, again, I think there's, you know, that's a mid-round pick that I want to make because that could really boom. That he could return, you know, fifth round value in that offense. Like that's a good offense, man. With Deshaun Watson at quarterback, Hopkins. Well, that's why I thought. That's why I thought Foreman was a great pick by Jeff Ratcliffe. I mean, I didn't like his girly pick, but I like his Foreman pick. I mean, what if Lamar Miller doesn't get the job, and now you got a, the, the the starting running back in this offense? This offense is pretty good. You just don't have a good offensive line. Yeah, look, with Foreman, it's we've kind of been waiting for it. You know, everyone figured there was an opportunity there, just because Lamar Miller's not exciting. And it's all about his health. You know, if he is healthy, and it is a tough injury to come back from for a running back with that Achilles, but uh, he can move up the depth chart pretty quick, and he can become the starter. The, the, the thing is, when you look at it, there is a pathway there for him becoming the starter in a good offense. So strategically now, we're in a two-quarterback must-start league. You have Matt Ryan and Mitch Trubisky. And now you take Josh Rosen in round 12. What's the plan? Do you get Ryan Fitzpatrick? I don't know if, if it, I don't know if he'll be there. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, ideally, I'd like to. Uh, Would, I think now, he, how soon do you do it? Do you do it next round, or is that too soon? At mm, what point? Because I think people out there who are listening, you know, maybe this happens to them and they get a little stuck. At what point are you willing to commit? Uh, I would consider it with one of the next two picks. I really don't want to because, again, I still need I'm still filling out starters you know I have what four running backs so that means I have one flex I have four receivers so those are my starters so I have an open flex spot can we I use a quarterback a as a flex in this league or no 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 okay um if we did I would have taken like yeah. <laughs> first three maybe <laughs> uh but 
and I need a tight end. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it on the next turn. Now, Fitzpatrick's probably going to start the year. I know he's working with the starters. But I just have to imagine at some point they have to figure out if Rosen is potentially the answer. I know they're going to probably have a high pick next year and take a quarterback anyway. But you got to have him on the field at some point so, to figure so out if you, he can play. Would you rather have Ryan Fitzpatrick next round? Or Drew Locke in round 17? I uh, probably, probably Locke. Just because I, I don't think I want to take another quarterback with one of my next two picks. Right. No, no, I, I get it. That's why I took three so early. Because the only other quarterbacks I'm taking, and I will tell you that this is fact, would be one of the backups to my guys. Right. Between Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, and Ed Carr. I mean, I'll look at the backup, see who which one is the best chance, and that's the one I'm taking. Yeah, no, that's what makes this interesting, and it also depends on where you pick. See, you are in a position where you can get that third quarterback, and for you it was Derek Carr, so you know he's going to have some big weeks. I was in a position where I kind of couldn't do it unless I really wanted to reach. Uh, you know, by the time, you know, I took Trubisky as QB17 as my number two, by the time it came back to me, 28 quarterbacks were off the board, and I had to make a decision. Do I go with Nick Foles or do I take two wide receivers who could be potentially top 25? And I said, you know what? I'm going to go the receiver route. Even though I knew in this format the receivers are devalued a little bit. But because of that, two guys fell to me where I figured that they were good values and they were both going to be in my starting lineup. So that's where it is. And, you know, you're in the same boat picking two where both on the ends – where you know you're going to miss out on runs and you have to make the decision, okay, what am I going to do here knowing that if I bypass the third quarterback, I'm probably looking at, you know, the the Eli Manning, uh, Josh Rosen, Fitzpatrick tier where these if guys. You had to do, if you had to do it over again, do you regret taking Kittle over Mahomes? No, 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 for sure I don't. So I can't imagine you regret Keenan Allen. Do you, I mean, where else would could you have gone? Could Would you, I guess, Foles over more? Would that be a regret? See, like that to me, that just. I don't know if that's a sounds, regret. It just sounds stupid. Foles over TJ Moore. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. Uh, I honestly don't think it's a regret if Rosen turns out to be decent. Because DJ Moore is a very good player. He is. Very man. good. Yeah. And as my third receiver, too, man. And he could have some big weeks. So, no, I just. I think you are at a point where you go, all right, I'm just not going to have a, a great third quarterback. Basically what I need is I need Ryan and Trubisky to stay healthy. I need those guys to play 16 games. Well, what about the teams now like Jeff Ratcliffe and Mike Clay who only have two quarterbacks, Breeze and Cousins, Newton and Prescott. I mean, what do these guys do? And there's a, Liz Loza has Wentz and, and Flacco. I mean, Liz, in big trouble. Wentz and, Wentz and Flacco, she better get Drew Locke soon. Uh, Wentz, I, I think, is going to be good. Uh, so I, I think, like Wentz. Uh, Flacco, obviously, is very... Uh, erratic and it's a new offense and uh, you know he's not going to have huge games he's just not so again I think you are going to have a weakness somewhere in this league I mean I doubt we're going to look at a team and say yeah they're kind of strong all over I, I just feel like you're going to have a weakness somewhere and we knew this there's 12 teams so three quarterbacks is 36 that means there are going to be four teams that have a third quarterback that's not a starter so I almost passed on Rosen. I almost said, you know what? Forget it. You know, who cares? Who else would um, you have taken there? I wouldn't have. I would have gone. I wouldn't have gone quarterback. I was going to go uh, tight end. Okay. 
And but I said, you know, I thought about it and I said, all right, you know what? I got to think Rosen starts at least eight games this year. At least you got to get a look at this guy. And we know how Fitzpatrick is. Fitzpatrick comes in. He looks great. And then all of a sudden he's throwing picks left and right. Oh, no, he's sensational. There's, there are weeks you're like, oh, my God, he's the best player ever. And then the next week he throws four interceptions and he kills your team. And then remember, Tampa Bay, he had a ton of weapons. He does not have that in Miami. And, Doc, you got to save me. I didn't do it last year, but have you seen the stories and the hype again on – Devontae oh, Parker? Yeah. yeah. What are we Don't doing, do it. Doc? Don't do it. <laughs> just, should we just stay away? <laughs> just stay away. Oh, my God. That guy's a train wreck. You know why? Because Flores won't, be, won't put up with his crap. Not like Adam Gase. I mean, Adam Gase buried him. But Parker's got a new shot. I mean, this is your shot. I'm sure Flores is like, look, let's start fresh. But I think this guy's just not a, he's not a worker. And that's the problem, you know. You you're just not willing to put in the work. You're not going to be successful in the NFL. Yeah, man. I was it not last year, two years ago. I saw the preseason story that okay, all of a sudden now, you know, he's putting in the work and he wasn't eating breakfast, he wasn't hydrating, like the little things that you have to do. So I was like, okay, maybe this is it. And obviously, it didn't happen. But you've talked about how you know Adam Gase just has this disdain for certain players, or so it seems. I mean, could it be possible that Parker gets this fresh start with a new coach and maybe it helps? I mean, yes, yes, yes. I mean, if there's ever a shot, this is it. And I've got to think Flores is going to be like, this is your clean slate. This is your opportunity. We need you. Be here. Do what you need to do. Because Gates just buries you and that's it. I mean, literally, that's it. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think. Well, we'll see. Buzz definitely has a way of taking off. I don't think we're going to see Parker get as high as he has in the past, but it's going to be interesting to watch to see if he starts to rise up draft boards just because of this preseason hype. I, I think a lot of people are sick of him, and I don't think it, he might rise a couple rounds, but I don't see him getting into the top 10. Oh, no, no, no. I, I think you may have made a mistake here, but I'll just give you a name of a player. Can I, can I throw out a name? I guess nobody in the league is listening. Kalen Ballage. Think about him, especially because you have Kenton Drake. No, not here, not here. I mean, there's only 39 running backs off the board. I already have four. You know what I mean? So, um, no, I didn't. Not here. I mean, he's someone later on. Uh, let me see. Where on your are. team, not on anybody else's team, but on your team because you have Drake. Yeah, I mean, look, how many? You can't handcuff everyone. That's the that's the thing. I mean, you we, try, Ronus. Every girl, you try. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, you'd like to, one of your top two, you'd like to get a handcuff if possible. Uh, but I don't know. How about Jalen Samuels? Did you think about Jalen Samuels? Did you not think here. Of, not here. Okay. I'm just throwing out guys because, I mean, you've got guys who have legitimate committee members. Yeah. No, I know. I mean. Connor I mean, Samuels. I that's mean, what happens next when go you, around, when you I pick 12. Get, yeah. <laughs> that's what happens when you pick 12. You're not getting the Zeke McCaffrey. Uh, Barclays. No, but if I, next round, I'm not. I'm just throwing it out there. If Jalen Samuels and Kalen Ballage are both on the board, not the worst thing I've ever heard. It's not crazy. I doubt I take both. Maybe one. Um, but again, I got to see what comes back around. Well, you, I mean, this might be a very long wait for you. Uh, probably will be. I hate waiting. You know, I hate waiting. <laughs> I hate waiting. This is like, and, and we always get to the same spot, and it's our friend. I mean, she's been killing us this draft. Like, literally, I've just been like, seriously, can we just move it a little bit? But I've been very impressed with Matthew Berry and Mike Clay and Ratcliffe. They've been pretty fast. 
Yeah, for the most part, it's been pretty good. There's always like one or two spots where it's held up. So, uh, you know, we got, what do we got? 11 in the books. So we're, we're halfway through and it's been about, so it took about a, a week and a day to do 11 rounds. What's that song? I took a pick in Ibiza. I took a pill. I made, I, I know, I know, I know. I made a pick yeah. in Ibiza. That could be your song. That's not going to happen for me, man. <laughs> I hope not, man, because, uh, I guess you would you just pre-draft all the names? I don't know, man. I don't want to. That's not your style. That. that is no, not it's your not. style. I hate doing it. That goes against I might have to, you stand for. I might have to. <laughs> it's going to be pick 23 and you're going to list like 47 names in there. No, it better not. Oh, well, pick 23 is fine. I can deal with that. If we get to round 23 before I leave, fine. But if we're in round 20, that's a problem. I would think you were looking at another week. It took us a week to get here? Yeah. They're probably looking another week. All right, well, that's fine. I'll be, like, r- about to take off on the plane. <laughs> Hold on, I got to make my pick. Yeah, exactly. It's round 23. They're Hold like, the what? plane, I'll be right back. <laughs> I think they would do that for you. The captain would do that for you. Yeah, I'm sure. Hopefully yeah, he plays fantasy football and knows who I am. Exactly. If he does, he would, right? He might, yeah. And I'd, no, I'd hold the it. plane for you to make your pick, Ronas. Nah, there's people. They don't, hold hold. The, they don't hold the plane for any reason anymore. I know. Well, they will if you scream something crazy, but I'm not trying to do that. <laughs> you could have no to, trip to Ibiza if trying to, you do I'm that. Trying to make it, I'm trying to make it there to have fun and, and, and enjoy and wind before the uh, fantasy football madness ensues. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. I'm looking forward to that. All right, as we move forward to the show, we're going to turn our attention to fantasy baseball and, of course, the night slate. Maybe I'll drop some golf knowledge. Who knows what's possible here? We're full-time fantasy. Dr. Roto, along with Adam Ronas, and we'll be back right after this. Maid Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to MaidSailors.com. That's MaidSailors.com. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631 Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the 8th Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. 
The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. All right, we're back. Hey, if you want to get back into an online championship, you know what you do? You go to playffwc.com right now. You go to the draft library, uh, lobby. A, lot of, a new color scheme. It's full-time fantasy lobby. I like the white and blue. And then you scroll down, and you're going to see that there's a draft available Thursday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, six spots still available. Let's see who's in this. Who's playing this one? Ooh, all right. So, and then, I don't know, I mean, I'm sure Adam knows this, but maybe people out there don't know this. If you scroll down and you click the word info, you could see who's in the league. Oh, yeah, so, I know that. Right, you know that. And then, I, I think it's a, the stars are a little crazy, though. Have you seen that? There's no status. One star, you've played in 500 contests. I have not. You probably have, right? I don't have know if you? I played in 500, no. Two no. stars, you've played in 1,000 contests. Jeez. Jeez. Three stars, you've won at least three contests with a payout of 1,000 or more, or has won at least five contests with 2,500 or more. I have three stars, right? The fourth one is you've played in 500 contests and you've won three, and then five stars is you've played in 1,000 contests and you've won three. How many five-star people can be out there, dude? I know, right? Uh, Chad Schrader? Yeah, he's played in 1,000 last year, probably. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I'm not <laughs> even close. He's definitely won, so... I don't even think I'm close to 500 contests yeah, in all my years. Lot, I think I've got to yeah, be maybe a like 100. Yeah, I, I, come on. I mean, so, I think my busiest year I was in maybe like 12. Yeah, I have not been in that many. I mean, obviously being in Jersey has hurt because uh, last year I only did I only did the online one that we did to beat Adam Ronis in Vegas, and I think right. I did one best ball. Um, that's it. Um, so I'm hoping – you know, the jersey becomes legal this year. Yeah, we need to get you in a, in a few more, dude. It's good. Here, though, we got three guys who have three stars and three guys who have zero stars. You when I, you know, sometimes do you, do you look at that? Do you, ever, do you ever care? Do you look at the competition and go, all right, I want to be in this draft? Uh, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll look and see who's in there just to see if it's anyone I know. Um, but yeah, it doesn't matter. We jump in any league. Especially now in June, I don't think it matters. Honestly, we could have everybody here with three stars. It wouldn't matter to me right now because it's, so, yeah. it's, it's so up in the air. It really is. I mean, we still have a lot of questions to be answered. I mean, look, again, it's good to – you might have a strong feel. You might follow something, and everyone else is kind of not on that player yet, and you really have a strong opinion on them. You can get them now because, you know, look, we're already seeing the hype today, Okay. Devontae Parker, I mean, one of the beat writers said, I'm saying this with a straight face, but Devontae Parker is the best player in camp. So well, it's going to influence people. It really will. And Adam that, that, Ronis was believing every word. No, nah, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to stay away. Ooh, let me write that feel, down. Parker I mean, I just good. feel like he has the attributes and the talent, but, you know, that doesn't mean anything. We've had this discussion. It doesn't mean anything. You don't know how these players are going to transition from college to the pros. They could be dominant in college. They could have a great athletic profile. They could have the size. You don't know if they have the work ethic. You don't know if they can show up consistently day to day. So maybe they're uh, a great a kid, practice a, player and they can't show up in a game. There's a kid in Fort Myers, okay, who I know well, right? And he's uh, one of my students. The kid's like five nine, but and he doesn't look. If you met him in real life, you'd be like, he looks like nothing. He's like five nine, buck sixty. I saw film on this kid. He was at one of these camps where all these colleges go to. 
dude, he was like Andy Isabella out there. He was catching stuff. Coaches have been calling him nonstop since last week. Unreal, right? But And if you saw him in real life, you'd go, does this kid even play sports? When you see Devontae Parker, you look at him and you're like, Greek God. And then he gets on the field, he does nothing. Yeah, it happens, man. And that's uh, the difficult part, you know, is trying to figure out. And sometimes we learn after a couple of years, yeah, well, this guy's it's not going to happen for him. You know, what do you think, though, when I'm, I'm just looking here where it says Jameis Winston talks up Scott Miller. Does that make you worry when you go, he's been fantastic in spring practice? I felt that way about Jay Kumaro with, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. I'm still not drafting him. Yeah, I, I, you have to be careful with this stuff. Uh, a lot of times it doesn't pan out. I mean, you take note, you kind of see what the situation is, where they are on the depth chart. But that's the thing now with social media and everything getting out there, cameras at practice and camp, reporters, everything gets magnified and people buy into it. It's just human nature. You just, oh, okay, this guy's doing well. Let me think about him. You got to be careful with this. It's true. All right, let's turn our attention to fantasy baseball. And I just have one comment to make. Break up the fish. Break up the fish, Adam. The Marlins look really good. Yeah, the one thing we knew about the Marlins is they have good starting pitching. And they are the only team in baseball this year that has only used five starters. So they're getting good pitching. But all of a sudden, they're beginning to hit lately, too. Uh, I think we got to stop saying, hey, let's pick on the Marlins for DFS. Uh, they exploded yesterday in Milwaukee, and they have one and of the Chase better Anderson has been pretty good. Chase yeah, Anderson has been pretty good. Fortunately, he did not get hammered. It wasn't a good start, but it could have been a lot worse. Uh, I think he only wound up giving up four runs in four innings. It was uh, Williams that came in and Burns. I mean, just a disastrous fifth inning. Uh, but, yeah, the Marlins, you know, they still don't have anybody you look at and say, yeah, I want that guy on my fantasy team. But Garrett Cooper's a guy, especially if he lost Andrew McCutcheon. He's now out for the season with a torn ACL. Sucks How about for Harold Ramirez? I like Harold Ramirez. Yeah, I mean, look, these guys to me are, are filler. I don't know if they're going to be the answer for the entire year. They're obviously performing well right now, and that's the thing about baseball. No matter how bad you are, you're going to go through a streak where you do well. Uh, I mean, outside of the Orioles last year, uh, the Marlins do have some talent, uh, and they are actually they have one of the best records in baseball. I think they're like the second best over like the last three weeks, something like that. I saw something last night. I can't remember the exact date, but they have been winning lately. So, uh, But the pitching is good. Caleb Smith, Pablo Lopez, who had a very good game last night, uh, and I wrote about Lopez saying I would lean towards starting him this week in a two-start week. The one concern was the home road splits. He's excellent at home. He's allowed one home run at home, and he's terrible on the road. But a lot of those road numbers were inflated by one bad start against the Mets where he allowed 10 runs. And obviously it was dicey going into Milwaukee, but he got through that. And then he has a start at home this week against Atlanta. And Atlanta's a good offense, but at home, Lopez, and I wrote, has a better has been pitching better than that ERA indicates. Uh, I have Lopez in my home league and did have him in the lineup last night. All right, Jay Bruce homers twice, drives in six runs for the Phillies. You mentioned that Andrew McCutcheon is out. Bruce may come in at a perfect time right now. Oh, this is it. Really worked out for Philly. Uh, maybe the I don't know if the price would have changed, but the timing for them getting Bruce right before this McCutcheon injury is huge and. Look, Bruce has big-time power. We know this. He's always been a 30-homer guy when healthy, and now he goes to Philadelphia. Great park. You know, 
he's been in Seattle and City Field. You know, he did come up with the Reds, but this is a good spot for Bruce. Uh, he's probably going to sit against some left-handed pitching, but, but either way, uh, he's in a good spot there in Philadelphia. He'll get to Peanut Park, and you know he might have been dropped in some leagues recently because he cooled off. He wasn't playing every day. Guy's got 16 homers, 34 RBIs. He's not going to give you a great average. You know that, but uh, he, he could be available on the waiver wire and uh, definitely someone you should pick up. All right, how did the Phillies get, get by? I mean, just Adam, they brought this kid Adam Hasley up. Uh, is Scott Kingery going to play center field? I mean, what do, what do you think happens here? How do you think it shakes out? Well, right now, they're, they're, they're playing Kingery at third. And it looks like Mikel Frankel is going to the bench. He did pinch it yesterday at a home run. But that looks like what they're going to do. I think they didn't mind sprinkling in Kingery every once in a while at center field, but I don't know if they want him every day. So, you know, look, do you think Roman Quinn gets this job when he's healthy? If he's healthy, I, I could see him. Uh, getting some opportunity. I could also see them making a trade. You know, this is a team that invested a lot of money in Bryce Harper. Uh, they're trying to win the division title. So I wouldn't be surprised if they went out and uh, made another trade. But for now, Kingery gets a boost. Uh, and Hazley, I'm not picking him up, but looks like he's going to get an opportunity to play center field quite a bit. But Roman Quinn is a guy to keep an eye on. He's got a lot of speed, but he's had a hard time staying healthy. I don't know what my expectation was, but don't you think the Mariners should have gotten something better for Jay Bruce? Uh, than some no. cash and something? Um, I, they did. I think they got a lot of money. Or did they? Oh no, did they pay the money for Bruce? No, contract? no, they got they, they got some money in like that. Uh, yeah, I think they got eighteen million to cover. Did they get that much? Yeah, yeah, I think they did for to cover this year and next year. So a uh, bulk of it is covered. Uh, it's just not a great trade market for him. If you look at the Mariners. And Carnacion, you think, is going to be gone, right? Yeah. Do you think Seager goes? Who else goes? Because you know they were trying to rip apart that team. Yeah, they'll trade whoever they can, whoever has value. I mean, Encarnacion, uh, for sure. I mean, that was someone that they had talked about when they got him. I mean, it was rumored at the time that uh, there were reports that The next was, day, right? He was going to go to Tampa. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, and that didn't happen. So, look, he's hitting. You know, he's still showing power. He is older, but I got to think he could be a DH for some teams. Uh, and he's got a big power bat, so I got to think that there's some contending team that could use some power. And, of course, some injuries will occur, and that could open some things up. All right, Matt Strom heads, heads to the DL. San Diego now is uh, has to fig figure out how they get by without him. Chris Paddock also had a rough outing last night. I mean, look, is Paddock... He'll figure it out because he's that good. But he's at 60 innings. Strom's not there. How do the Padres hold on? They're going to have to try and piece this together. And I think they knew that going in. I mean, we knew that Paddock was going to be on an innings limit. We knew Strom would. Strom was pitching out of the bullpen last year. Also has not gone deep into the season. So I think they knew they were going to have to piece this together and you know call some guys up from the minor leagues. Uh, they got Denelson Lamette coming back, although he got hammered in his rehab start yesterday, but he could be back in July. So they're just going to have to piece this together. I'm sure you'll probably see Paddock go on the injury list at some point. They'll come up with something. Uh, obviously, the last two starts haven't been great, but he wasn't going to – you know, anyone who thought he was going to continue to pitch in the ERA under two, two and a half, it wasn't going to happen. We all knew that. And teams are going to see him now a little bit more. And – you know, he's primarily also just a, a guy that throws mostly two pitches. He mixes it. But he's, let up, 
he has let up seven home runs in his last four outings. Yeah, I mean, a couple, uh, three of them, I think, in Yankee Stadium, so not yep. surprising. Uh, but, yeah, it, it was going to happen. And, you know, the peak time to sell Paddock was, you know, two weeks ago. Uh, but I think everyone's aware, too, about the innings limit, and they're going to be careful with him. Still so, so let me ask pitcher. you that. I have Paddock in, in one league, and I have him for $10. And I offered him to a guy who's out, you know, the guy's dumping. And I said, do you want Paddock? And he goes, I really don't like Paddock. And here was his reasoning. He goes, I still think that he is an innings limit next year at 15. So now it's $20 when I think he's finally, you know, going to be pitching a normal, a normal uh, season. Do you agree with that? I don't know if I agree with that. I thought that he'd be about 170 innings next year, which to me is worth 15 bucks. Yeah, I'm not worried about next year. I mean, I think this is the year that, that you worry about. And you know, the Padres are in contention for a wild card. That National League is really bunched up. And maybe they go on a, a losing streak and fall out of it. But they're going to get Fernando Tatis back soon. So that's, that's what's interesting about the Padres. They're in a tough spot here because... They need to win games. At the same time, though, they got to make sure that they're careful with Paddock. They don't want this guy to get hurt. I mean, they need him. And last year, he threw 90 innings at the minor league level. So I think he can go 130, 140. And then I do, too. And I think next, next year, he can go 170, right? Yeah. All right. So there's, according to John Morosi of MLB, the Braves are not among the finalists to sign Craig Kimbrell, even though he seems like that's a, such a good fit there. Looks like the Cubs want him, and the Twins want him. Who do you think gets him? If you're Kimbrel, do you want the Cubs' money, or do you want the Twins' shot to win? Well, the American League is very difficult. That's the thing. When you look at the Twins, as good as they are, you got the Yankees, you got Houston, you got the Red Sox, you got Tampa. So it's tough. I think, though, in the National League, after the Dodgers, it's wide open. I mean, I, I don't see how the Dodgers are not the best team now. I mean, I think it, they're, they're I think they're heads and above everyone. Oh yeah, they're very in the good National team. League. So, um, you know, I think a lot of it comes down to also where you want to live. I think that's a factor, especially for a guy like Kimbrel. He's won a ring. He wants money, and I think you know where do you want to go? Chicago uh, and Minnesota are pretty cold. Both playing. It's not like one is much nicer well, than not, the other. Well, not now. With well, September, October, yeah. Um, <laughs> If I was him, uh, I would – I like that Minnesota team. I do. Do you remember last summer we were in Chicago? It was like 95 degrees, Ronis. It was so hot when we were in Chicago. Chicago yeah, is not a place you want to be when it's hot because it just, it just stays hot. So it's either really hot or really cold there, right? Yeah, Basically. yeah pretty much. Yeah, it's crazy. But Minnesota – people are nice in Minnesota. Have you ever met somebody from Minnesota who's not nice? Uh, I don't think I've met too many people from Minnesota offhand. Oh. If you come down to where I live, everybody's from like I seventy five. It's like oh, okay. Minnesota, Wisconsin, <laughs> Ohio. They're all down there for the weather. Yeah, yeah, they do. They seriously, they do. I've been on Jeff Burgesson to move down. I'm like, dude, what are you doing up in Minnesota, freezing your butt off? Yeah, and I've seen too. Depending where in Florida, you can get some uh, nice houses for affordable prices. Yeah, people. So people who are from Florida and see the prices of New York and New Jersey houses, they must think we're nuts, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> it's so funny you mentioned that because one of my wife's friends just bought a house uh, in Westchester, and she told us the square oh, footage and how much it cost. 
And we're like, <laughs> you're gonna be kidding. It's My literally first like question would be, what are the taxes? Because that's oh, where you get killed too. Oh right, right. Ta taxes should be thirty. Could be thirty thousand bucks. Oh yeah, it could easily. Which is when you think about it, you're like, really? That's how much I'm paying just on tax on a house. Well, when you think about it, when you live in Westchester, right, and you say my taxes are thirty k, that's, and then you send your kids to public school. You're really sending your kids to private school because that's a lot of money. Yeah, essentially you are. You better hope that it uh, is parallel to a. a a private school with that with the money you're paying right that's crazy taxes taxes are brutal yeah because so. I, I i've seen i've looked at kind of some houses down in florida I'm like oh this is pretty nice a lot of times you're near the beach and you got nice square footage but you know the key is you know can you make the same amount of money down there do you like like no that state lifestyle? taxes here no state yeah, taxes. Yeah, but also do you like that lifestyle you know yeah i, I mean for me you know i still love the city you know what I mean? I, I was in the city Monday night. I was in the city Saturday. I just still love going to New York City. Uh, and I don't have kids, so it's different. Right. I mean, when you have kids and you got to raise kids, I understand. You know, my sister left here years ago. She went out to, to Colorado. She wanted to raise a kid out there, liked it out there. So You know what's weird? I'll, I'll say this. and this is When you're in the city, you can't imagine not being in the city. I really believe that because I grew up there. You know that, right? And right. then when you leave, you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe I live there. That's what's so crazy about it. I can't because when you're there, you're in the middle of it. You don't you couldn't imagine being anywhere else. And then you get out. You're like, oh, my God, I'm spending like a third of the money and I'm having a better lifestyle. Well, that's the big factor. The big factor is how much it costs to just hang out there, live close to it. Uh, and also, I think as some people get older, they don't like the crowds as much and they just kind of want to be a little bit more isolated. How so about the really trains, dude, where there's like a million people on the train in the morning? Oh, yeah, it's rough. I mean, I don't have to do that anymore. I mean, I could take... But you uh, know what I'm talking about when yeah, like, you're, you're Eskimo kissing the person next to you. Yeah, I mean, look, there's, like anywhere, it's a lot of positive and negatives. And uh, some people who grew up here, they're like, all right, I've had enough. I want to move on. And you realize the cheaper lifestyle in other states. I like just coming up for pizza and a good steak roast. See, yeah, pizza and bagels here, man. You can't get that anywhere else. You can't. You, can, you really can't. We, we, all right, so we'll come back. We'll talk the night slate and MLB DFS right after this. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS, WeatherTech.com, proudly made in America.
Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? If so, go to pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Open yourself up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBets also offers its own betting concept where customers, they're rewarded by how much they win their bet. That's pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Enter the promo code GRID and get your two risk-free bets of up to $1,000 today. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European and on-drive tour champion, 2017 world number one. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. I know you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000. I'm sure of it. Go to PointsBet.com backslash grid and open up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you get two risk-free bets up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBet also offers its own betting concept where customers are rewarded by how much they win their bet. So, for example, if you bet the Rams minus three and they cover the spread by seven, you receive seven times your stake. That's pointsbet.com backslash grid. Enter the promo code GRID, G-R-I-D, and get your two risk-free bets up to $1,000 today. All right, there's no Jeff Bergeson today, but I'll tell you this. Uh, it's the RBC Canadian Open, and I won't bore Adam, but I'll give you like a quick 60-second uh, what to do. Be very careful this week because next week is the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach. And I know a lot of these guys are playing. They're trying to round into forum. But I don't know whether this is a week to go to Dustin Johnson or Rory McIlroy or Brooks Kepka. I think we want to go to those guys next week. I'd be surprised this week if any one of those guys wins. So I'll say what, uh, what was it from Breaking Bad, Ronis? Was it Tread, tread Lightly? Was that what it was? Did he say that to, uh, to, to Hank? Didn't Walter White say that to Hank? Was it I Tread Carefully remember. or Tread Lightly? I don't remember. It was one of those Please. things. Play lightly this week. Don't go crazy. If you're going to normally spend 100 bucks, spend 50 If you normally spend 1000 spend 300 Save your money for next week when you can be my rich friend. I just think this, it's, could be, it's too volatile this week. So put in a few lineups. Get some guys you like. But be very careful this week because guys could withdraw. They're not committed. They're all focused on next week's U.S. Open, which is the real money in DFS and in life. So just be careful here. I think a no-name guy wins. So take a look at Henrik Stenson. Take a look at Sergio Garcia. Take a look at Bubba Watson. I don't call those guys no-names, but they're not the Rory's and the, ha- and the Dustin Johnson's and the Brooks Kepkas. So Where is the U.S. Ball. Open next week? Pebble Beach, Ronis. Okay. In beautiful Pebble Beach, but and that should be interesting because we have more. Usually, when they play tournaments like the U.S. Open, they play at places where they only play like once every six, seven years. They play at Pebble Beach every year, so we have more intel than we've had in a long time on a tournament. They play there every year for the U.S. Open. No, not for the U.S. Open. They play oh. a, a Pebble Beach pro am there. Okay. So, so we're we're more familiar with the with the surroundings and the terrain there. So it's a course that people know. They're going to make it really hard, though. They always make the U.S. Open really hard. Tiger Woods have a shot? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they had, some, really well. they had some promo on DK Sportsbook for him to win the last one at, like, uh, plus 1,300. So I threw a few bucks down, and then I was following him, like, ah, damn, he's not going to win. 
No, I thought that, how much can you get now on them? No, no, that was for the last week. They had like, oh, they okay. have these promos and it was like plus 1300. So I was like, all right, I'll throw a few bucks down. You know, you just have to get Tiger on the right week. I mean, look, that's the problem with golf is that the best players only win like three or four times a season. Yeah, I know. So you got to be right. Sport. It is. And then you got to get all these guys in. You got to be on the right week. So, and then you got to have the right guy, but you have a guy miss a cut. I mean, like I had Cantlay last week, but I, I only had five guys make the cut. So I'm not your rich friend. And That's you unfortunate. Need yeah, I, I played Mega Millions last night. It was 475 million. I did not win. Did you get any balls? Uh, yeah, but not anything to win. Yeah, not enough. All right, let's take a look at the night in DFS here for Major League Baseball. First of all, we've got Atlanta against Pittsburgh. There's some rain in the forecast. Kevin Gascan against Joe Musgrove, two guys who've been lit up like Christmas trees recently, Adam. Uh, I would love to play the, the, the Braves and the Pirates in this one, but I don't know if this game goes. Yeah, you got to check the weather. I mean, there was a game last night, St. Louis Reds, long delay, but they did play. So uh, always got to check the weather uh, right before you set your lineup to make sure that the game plays. All right, Yankees, Toronto, James Paxton against Trent Thornton. I have much love for Paxton, but can he go six, seven innings? Yeah, that's the big question because, you know, last time out, first game back, he was dominant, but he only went four innings. So uh, that's the concern here with him. Uh, and you got to spend up for him, too, I'm sure. I haven't seen his you price, do. but I'm, yeah. Um, I think it's a little bit of a risk, but it's definitely a good matchup here. All right, the Twins against the Indians. Martin Perez, who did not pitch well last time against Tyler Clifford. Who's going to be the primary for the Cleveland here? Um... You know what? I didn't see. I mean, Clipper can't go more than two innings, can he? No, I'm trying to remember. Who, who did they call up? Um, I don't remember because I know Rodriguez went on the DL. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure who the, who's uh, coming in today. Do you trust Martin Perez? I don't trust Martin Perez after last time. He looked like he lost some uh, juice there. Yeah, he did lose a little velocity. Uh, I would still consider him, though. Um, it's not. I know the Indians put up four home runs yesterday. Uh, two by Lindor, but uh, no, today's Carrasco. Is it? I see here Clipper. I see Carrasco. Hmm. Things that make me go, hmm. All right. All right, San Francisco against the Mets. Tyler Beattie against Jason Vargas. Boy. Can Jason Vargas continue pitching as well as he's pitched? I would say no, but against the Giants, I think you consider him at home. Uh, if you're really looking to save some money, uh, I think he's... One of the guys that you can look at. How about a Mets stack against Tyler Beatty eyeballs? Uh, I don't know about the Mets in the stack. Uh, Is it going to rain? Because it says 46% chance of rain. Can you go out and try and check the weather? Uh, right now it's overcast. It's fine. Uh, let's see. New York. I did. There's. Yeah. They'll, oh, they'll probably play. It's 30% at 7 p.m., 50% at 8, 70% really? at 9. Oh. 50 at 10, 50 at 11. That's uh, not good. Know. That doesn't yeah, look but good. I've, I've seen forecasts like this. And then you have like the thunderstorm for an hour, and then it clears out. So, but you can't play your pictures is, in this one. I can't play Jason Vargas with that. I guess there is some risk there tonight with this the game for now. But again, I think you need to follow the forecast up until I'm telling you. I've seen the forecast change so much. We've had a lot of rain over the last two weeks, and it's like, oh, look at this time, and then it's an hour and it's done. So I, there's a lot of rain here tonight. So there's the Atlanta Pittsburgh. Minnesota-Cleveland, the Met game. There's 30% chance in Detroit. 
Tampa Bay and Detroit. Uh, the Colorado, Chicago, there's a little rain. Baltimore, Texas is even a little rain. It's crazy. Yeah, I I don't like nights like that. I know. Like I kind of sometimes I'll just be like, you know what? I'm not gonna play. I don't want to if you don't have the time to kind of sit there and follow every forecast. I mean, I guess at one at same one point you can gain an advantage because some people might set it, forget it, and leave players uh, in, but. Or some people don't play a game like me. Let's say I just said, I'm not going to play Atlanta-Pittsburgh, and then all of a sudden the game plays, and Joe Musgrove lets up another eight runs. Boom. Yeah, then you have an advantage. So, right. yeah, you just got to decide if you have the time dedicated to it, to following all the forecasts all the way up until uh, game time. All right, Tampa Bay against Detroit. Charlie Morton against Spencer Turnbull. Two very good pitchers here. Yeah, Turnbull has pitched pretty well this year. Morton has obviously been pretty good. Uh, so you got to like Morton against this Detroit lineup. All right, Miami against Milwaukee. Sandy Alcantara against Jimmy Nelson. What to expect from Jimmy Nelson his first game back? Yeah, I think it's risk here with him. He was up and down during his rehab stint. And again, I think a lot of times we go, oh, it's the Marlins. We'll pick on him. Uh, so that, you know what? That might shy people away. But I, I can't imagine Nelson's going deep in this game. Uh, I don't. I think five innings tops. Yeah, so that's why it's it's a risk with him, and uh, I probably would not go there. All right, the Colorado against the Cubbies. Herman Marquez against you, Stink Darvish. Yeah, the Rockies aren't as good on the road, but Darvish is just a train wreck. He is the epitome of a GPP play. Uh, but if you have one lineup, I don't think you want to rely on him. He's been a little bit better lately, but it's just hard to trust him because there's just too many times he goes out there and he can't find the strike zone. Over and under seven on this one. Seven. Vegas must know something. The total is the wind blowing yeah. in or something? Because the wind was wind blowing, blowing out in. Nine miles per hour in. Uh, but nine miles is not that much. And plus Marquez. Marquez on the road, really, really good pitcher. I mean, his home road splits are pretty stark. So that's probably why uh, it would. But I'm surprised it's a little that low with Darvish. Again, he has been a little bit better lately. Rocky's not as good on the road. Marquez, I was with the Cubs last night. The Cubs killed me last night. Killed me. Yeah, I, not in a good I, way. I liked Schwarber and Baez. I did not wind up using them. And I liked Murphy, too. But, uh, yeah, I did. You were you, you went Bryant Rizzo. Oh, by line. the way, Rick Smith sent a thing. Breaking news on MLB.com says Carrasco out indefinitely with medical condition. Thank you, Rick. I appreciate man. it. Rick Smith uh, just sent it to me. No, I'm saying I'm pissed okay. off. So what? So I had Matt Strom in Tower Wars and now Carrasco, like just and Marco Gonzalez, just like bury my team. I mean, really? So we don't know what the medical condition is. No, he just sent it. He sent it to me and to FTSY, and they said breaking news: Carrasco out indefinitely with medical condition. Ah oh, man, maybe this is why he sucked lately. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Maybe it's better to know now, Adam. Not in the middle of the week. So he's got a, a blood condition? Oh, man. I didn't say blood. I said medical. No, I'm seeing it now. He's, it's a blood condition. Ooh. They just Sweet. announced he's stepping away from baseball activities, has been placed on the injured list due to a recently diagnosed blood condition. They didn't say what it was. He's felt lethargic for several weeks. Mm. Oh, this could, be, this could be some time here. This could be a few months. This could they be a few months. They do expect Caresco to be back with the team sometime this season, but there right. is no timeline i think after the oh, all-star break right. no when you have a blood issue they've got to figure it out they got to change they put you on some meds change some things around maybe work on your diet hundred things going on there a lot of t that that's the problem dude you know when you want to find out what's wrong with yourself 
take a blood test because your blood, you, they can find everything out through your blood. This could take about six to eight weeks to resolve. I've said this all the time. You think you have pitching depth, and then two or three guys go down, you don't. Because all year, I'm like, my pitching's pretty good in tout. I need to get my bats going. Now, all of a sudden, Strom on the injured list, Carrasco on the injured list. I have no, my pitching now is in question. And I have Paddock, who you have to worry about. Marco Gonzalez, who's been getting hammered. All of a sudden, I'm like, now I, I have some issues on the pitching staff. So that's why I always tell everyone all the time when we get these questions. Oh, I got good pitching depth. Do I trade this guy and this guy? Sometimes you just need to roll with it because pitchers get injured. There's unforeseen injuries. And all of a sudden, you go from, yeah, I got good pitching depth that I want to trade to now you're like, oh, wait a second. I don't have any pitching depth anymore. That happened to me in a league. I, we wanted to trade Paddock, but we uh, had Tyon who got injured and Paxton who got injured. And all of a sudden, my depth went, went to the garbage. So you can never have enough depth. You can never have enough. Yeah, and I think, you know, this is beyond baseball. Uh, you hope Carrasco's okay. I know everyone's going to get pissed at him because they're relying on him, but, you know, this, no, this could turn you. out to you be a serious condition. No, I was, I'm just I'm pissed joking. in general, not at him. Um, but remember, Leonis Martin had an infection last year that was life-threatening. Yeah, no, no, you get one of these. The problem is with these infections is that a lot of times they don't know what causes it. So they test you, and they test you, and they test you, and a million things happen, and you just feel terribly, and then all of a sudden, some brilliant doctor out of nowhere goes, it's this. And then once they figure it out, you're good. But it takes a while sometimes, dude. Yeah, so, you know, prayers for Carrasco. We hope he's okay because uh, this goes beyond baseball. But I think it also kind of explains what's been going on with Carrasco. I know I think you even asked me about him last week, and yeah. You know, I didn't really see anything in the underlying numbers that suggested anything. He was allowing some more home runs, but, but strikeouts, walks were there. And again, these are some of the things in fantasy that we don't know. Guys will go out there because they're in a sport, whatever sport you play, football, basketball, baseball, you're supposed to be tough. You're supposed to go out there when you don't feel well. You're supposed to go out there when you're sick. And sometimes you don't realize something is wrong. I mean, when you're lethargic and you don't have the energy – it's a sign when that lasts for weeks. It's one day, two days, fine. We all go through it. We all, I like an hour before the show, I felt like garbage. And I said, I probably need to eat something. I ate a little bit, had some coffee, and I'm better. But when it is a consistent problem, well, that was weeks, that could have been your blood sugar, right? Yeah. But when it's a, when you're feeling like that for weeks, you know, you got to get it checked out. And, uh, you know, hopefully Carrasco is okay. All right, Baltimore, Texas, John Ways and Demeans against Mike Miner. Two guys have been pitching very well. Yeah, look. Uh, is Miner due been... for a blow-up? Is he due for a blow-up? I guess when you see Baltimore light it up last night in Texas. But uh, I, I think I would consider him. You know, people might shy away from him, too. They'd be like, oh, it's in Texas. Look what Baltimore did last night. But he's been pitching well. He's been pitching very well. All right, Cincinnati against St. Louis. Anthony DeScalfani, who's been a little horrible recently, against your boy Dakota Hudson. Dakota's not my boy. Um, These Clefani's a matchup play. It is on the road. Cardinals have been up and down. Man, man, boy, the pitching slate is not great tonight looking at this no. now. But Boston against Kansas City, Chris Sale against Jake Junis. You, you think there's going to be a Red Sox stack going on somewhere? Hello. Yeah, I think so. I know it didn't work out great yesterday. Um, Eduardo Nunez hit a home run. I doubt many people had him. But. Yeah, people are going to pay up for sale tonight. I don't know. I kind of like Marquez on the road. I, think I like Marquez, too. 
Yeah, he right, pitches Oakland well at, at the Angels, Mengden against Felix Jalapena. I like Felix Pena, dude. And I, Oakland, I, I'll pick on them on the road. Yeah, I like Pena too. Uh, and here's the thing. With DFS, the one thing where it hurts Pena is he's probably not going to go you know, more than five innings, but he'll right. be in position for a win. The other thing you have to take into account, FanDuel counts quality starts. He can't get one coming in out of the I pen. Know. So that's the one but thing that hurts He there. can get the win. He can get the win. Right. And he's now, been getting strikeouts too. And if you remember last week, I gave you Mike Leak. I told you it could be a Mike Leak week. This week is not a Mike Week leak. Houston against Seattle, load up on your Astros. Yeah, it's not the same Astros lineup, but they still have some bats that can get it done. Bregman's been on fire. Uh, Reddick against a righty, certainly in a good spot. So, yeah, you can use them. And uh, I think Peacock's not a bad uh, pitcher either. No, I like Peacock. So I, but can he go seven? Yeah, you can. Uh, Seattle right now is a team I think you could uh, you could pick on a little bit. A lot of K's in that lineup. I like Peacock tonight. I like Marquez. I like Turnbull a little bit. Yeah, I like Marquez, Peacock. I think if you're looking to save Vargas, I think Morton is fine. I like James Paxton. Paxton. Yeah, it's just we don't know how many innings he's going to go. Like I, I haven't seen anything. I would look to see if there's anything. What on if he goes five innings, three hits, one run, eight Ks? You good? Yeah, I mean, for his salary, I think I want a little bit more. But, yeah, that's okay. I mean, the way pitching is now, you just don't want you got to get bombed, man. I mean, look <laughs> right. at last Please don't night. suck. Please don't suck. I mean, yeah. last night was nuts, man. Strasburg gave up five runs. Yeah. Freed, like Chase Anderson, like everyone. Snell felt wasn't like very good. None of them. I, I mean, know I used, yeah, Snell. I mean, I used Eduardo Rodriguez. That worked. But, man, it was – it's not it an easy game, nights. Adam. It's not an no, easy it's, game we play. No, I'll tell you what. Baseball DFS this year has gotten difficult, man, because I, you got to get these the pitches pricing, right. The pricing is tough. Right, and, and the, the pitching, pitching is The pitching has yeah. been very difficult to figure out. Like, even really and every night, every night, night there's like, like two five. Ks. How many teams last night had over six runs? I know. you got to right? get the right stacks. you got to avoid pitchers that get bombed. Yeah, it's not easy. All right. This is Dr. Roto saying be well, take care. Keep it here for another hour. With Adam Ronas on Full-Time Fantasy, Jim Day joins us in hour number two. We're back right after this.